0: let me remind you that at the end of this message I'm going to be calling for a response I'm expecting that God would speak to you today and that you would be challenged to think about your prayers the way you care for people and the indigenous people of this land about your money and about your openness to serve alongside indigenous brothers and sisters in the cause of the gospel. Now it's my observation that most Ridley students can spot a prosperity doctrine at a hundred (laughs) paces. But also it's my experience that many Ridley students actually have a secret kind of prosperity doctrine. We observe that in the kinds of places where you're willing to serve it seems that you think that I will only serve somewhere where there's the prospect of a flourishing thriving ministry God sometimes calls his people to serve in tough places there isn't a connection between being a Christian and never having a hard time. Jesus starts this passage in Luke 13 by saying that there's not a one-to-one correlation between sinfulness and suffering. People come and tell him about a couple of bad situations where people have been hurt and injured, killed, and they are, and Jesus asks, were they actually any worse than everyone else? He goes on to tell the story, uh, the parable of the fig tree. Strange little parable in some ways. How does it connect with what's gone before? But I'd like to suggest that sometimes, secretly, we think that Aboriginal people have somehow brought the troubles that they have upon themselves. In the main, they didn't. They too, like us, are fallen humanity. But many of their problems are a direct result and their suffering flows not from their sinfulness but ours from our failure to respond to need for our failure to walk alongside from our stealing of their land from other such issues now I want to be clear Jesus tells this story of someone who goes to a fig tree looking for fruit Sometimes in our secret prosperity doctrine, we think that fruit is success. He's got a really fruitful ministry. Look at the size of his church. She is so fruitful. How many people come to share around the Bible whenever she gathers and speaks? I'd like to draw a closer connection between fruitfulness and faithfulness. I'm going to read the parable, actually, in a back translation from the Anandiliagwa Bible. It's a bit of fun. (laughs) Jesus told the people this story about a tree. A man grew a sand fig in the same place where he grew grapes did you notice that he goes looking for figs in a vineyard the fig tree is in a vineyard this back translation brings that to my attention it's a very strange thing isn't it that the fig tree should be in a vineyard yet not if you know something about growing grapes Uh, grapes thrive where bees exist and trees like fig trees often attract the the bees Um, even in the vineyards of the Yarra Valley you might see at the end of the rows of vines they often have roses and that's achieving the same purpose so in fact here you could go out to the vineyards looking for roses and not find any One day he went looking for figs, couldn't find any, so he said to the worker, look, I came looking for figs last hot season. For three years I've been looking for fruit on this tree, but there hasn't been any. It's taking up the ground, so cut it down for me. His servant said, leave it for one more year. First let me dig the ground and then I'll put in some Bullock's manure, I think that's a kind of polite translation, um, to, uh, to make it better. Let it stay until the next hot season, then if it has any fruit that will be good, but if it doesn't have any, then I will chop your tree down for you. brothers and sisters Aboriginal people are not the fig tree we are we are in the vineyard it's their vineyard we have come and I think God allowed us to come because he had good purposes for us to come I think they were gospel purposes and to some degree they have been effective I remember having a conversation you may have seen the minister at the beginning of uh, the slides there the one with the guitar the one that didn't look like me Um, I was having a conversation once with him about missionary failure all the things that missionaries did and how they got it wrong there was quite a list we failed in many ways And then I said to him, Ross, given all the problems we've brought with us, would it be better if we hadn't come? He was shocked. And he said to me, Len, who would have told us about Jesus? Brothers and sisters, that's why we're the fig in the vineyard. That's why we're that tree. We're in the land where in a sense we don't belong, but we've got a purpose. And part of that purpose is to be alongside our brothers and sisters and to help them. One of the things that we can do is actually have a commitment to reconciliation. To seek for the good of our brothers and sisters if you wonder why there's any connection to reconciliation in fact jesus makes it just before this passage at the end of chapter 12 Uh, i've got the nrsv so it may differ a little bit from what yours is why do you not judge for yourselves what is right when you go with your accuser before a magistrate, on the way, make an effort to settle the case, or you may be dragged before the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the officer, and the officer will throw you into prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you pay paid the last penny. Jesus says it is really important to work for reconciliation actually in your own interests. Uh, You may not have uh, uh, come and taken by force the land of this nation where you live now, where this college dwells, but we actually share the fruit of those actions. Have you ever considered that you are In receipt of stolen goods how can we make that right (coughs) one way uh, someone a former college student rang me up uh, the other day and he said to me I've been really having a sense that I should do something for the people of this land because I'm living In this nation it seems right I've got a property that actually comes to me from other people and so we talked about some of the ways that he could invest some of his money in ministry to indigenous people and he decided in the end to make a regular committed giving to Noongalina College and its ministry an example of responding with financial justice to injustice the question is how can we be fruitful that is faithful maybe the Lord has decided to dig around us one more year to give us an opportunity to actually see who we are as the fig tree in the vineyard he will come looking for fruit have we done what we were planted to do Have we nurtured indigenous people? Have we sought to translate the scriptures? Have we worked alongside indigenous brothers and sisters who are trying to share the gospel? Have we realized that we are family? Do we know what it means to truly repent? There's a great article or a series of articles in the later in the early year edition of the CMS Checkpoint magazine. And as I looked at the website in terms of ministry opportunities for work in the indigenous world, there's quite a list. Um, in the last Ridley uh, uh, email, weekly email, there was a need for a couple to go and work at Noongalanya College and help out there. There is no shortage of need. When the Lord comes looking for fruit, will he find any? I want you to ask yourself the question, is God speaking to you about one of these things? is he speaking to you about regular and committed prayer to support the indigenous people of this land to pray for people like graduates of the college tavis and kate beer working in that context is he challenging you to think about your finances and whether you should give in recompense for what you have taken or being the successor of things that have been taken is god speaking to us as a college about taking a group of people from ridley to interact with indigenous people i know reese is talking and thinking about something like that maybe god is speaking to you about being a part Of such a group is God speaking to you to look up the CMS website and have a look at that list of ministry opportunities is God speaking to you about using your precious gifts of understanding the original languages of the Bible to work alongside those who have so much work still to do to translate the scriptures into the languages of this nation. I'm just going to pause for a moment. And I'm asking God by his spirit to lay something gently on your heart. And I want you to respond. If you hear the Lord speaking to you, or feel that he's saying one of these things to you i'm going to invite you as a sign of your willingness to receive what god is saying to simply stand up where you are a commitment to hear god and obey come lord jesus and speak to your people help us not to hear any false messages or wrong uh, guidance, but help us to be open to what it is that you would want us to be doing in response to the people of this land. Move in the hearts and minds of your people that they might be committed to pray, to care, to respond in justice with their money to serve alongside others. So Father, we pray that you would speak to your people now. We pray Lord that you would give your people one more year. We pray that you would help us to be faithful in the commitment that we make this day before you. We know that we cannot do these things in our own strength. We need your power, your enabling. And so we ask this in Jesus' name I mean.